Are you rolling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're rolling. Ah, uh, sweet. What up, people? <laughs> we got to We got intro with some music. Boom, 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 boom. I don't. I don't know why I went to straight stand-up bass. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I feel weird. Does this, does this sound weird? What do you mean? I don't know. We're using a new recorder. To f- yeah. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We are back. Not that podcast, Triflix Cast. Uh, this is the show thing that we do where we uh, talk about recent projects we're working on in the film industry, in the uh, creative media space. I'm Tristan. This is Cole. Hello. Nice. Hello, camera. What a good intro. Sorry. Yes, hello. This is Cole. Welcome. Yeah, that's Cole. Welcome. So he's the producer. I'm the director. And then over there in the corner... We got David. David, <laughs> it's a me, a David, uh, and he's uh, he's the tech, the efficiency manager, and the technical guy. He does it all. He yeah. just makes it happen. Awesome thing is, is now he's got a mic and a camera, and so you know he's on it. Yeah. So quick little rundown uh, today. We got uh, we got a couple things we want to talk about. Some some recent projects coming up that we're currently either shooting or yeah. getting ready to shoot, and they're going to come out. But also. Or they, they might already be out. I don't know. Yeah, they might already be out. Right now. <laughs> uh, what else are we talking about? Um, well, I thought real fast. Uh, if you haven't listened to episode one for season two, the last episode, definitely check that out. Um, yeah. We talk about some cool projects, and we kind of give you guys an update on the company. So listen to that. That's as much as I'm going to say about it. Um, I feel and, like we could go a little bit on that. If, if you'd like to, yeah. sir. So we merged. Uh, we, we own Triflix LLC, and it's a creative media studio based out of Columbus, Indiana. I've said this so many times that uh, I have it down. That's what I'm saying, man. And um, <laughs> yeah, we are focusing this year. Last year was focused on building the foundation of like our pipeline and our workflow and making sure everything is smooth from start to finish of a shoot. And now we are organizing you right <laughs> and now we're actually trying to expand and build out our clientele more uh we already had something stable and now we can grow we're at that phase so we, that was pretty much the first podcast yes we did a lot of non-paying stuff now we're actually trying to get paid right you, you have to have that portfolio <laughs> to show that you're capable and competent and we did uh a lot last year and early yeah. early this year um yeah because we only had part of last year so i mean this is like we're gonna be our full first full year yeah so i'm excited dude. and as of now we Gosh. everything's been coming out consistently so i as far as the three channels we got running and social media so that's uh it's a good thing i feel like the organization we took last year definitely helped prepare us for whatever it is that we're doing now it's worth it it's worth it we're excited about it so yeah i mean just this week we shot four videos gosh is it four uh, it feels over, like a, it feels like a hundred. It's been over four, but it's <laughs> it's definitely been a busy week, uh, and that's a good problem. But the thing is, it's every shoot we're trying to figure out what we can learn yes. from it, or what we can improvise, or uh, and not like because we forgot something, but improvise as in change what we're doing in our workflow, or change what we're doing in our approach to provide something better for our clients, not just for them, but also to push ourselves and. In our skill set, uh, me as a director, but then, I mean, Cole, Cole's been doing some directing here here and there lately, especially with shots. Yeah. Just, just framing. Sometimes you can't hold back when you see some. Yeah. Which, hey, you know what? Sometimes it takes two minds, and that's, again, we've, we've talked about this, um, but it's beautiful to be able to go, hey, like, what's your thought on this? And we can bounce it off because we're used to mostly doing things by ourselves. So now that we can go, hey, like, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. And and it's just, gosh, it makes the process so much better. And I think in turn, it has made our projects and our you know final products much better. So yeah, all good things. Yeah, I realized, um, I mean, we have, a, we have a guy working for us now who's in film school and it is really interesting to have him come on set and explain the technical side of things because um, it's not really my background um i neither just one of us I, yeah neither <laughs> of us uh, mine's more on the engineering side so i understand the concepts and as he explains them, i'm like oh yeah that makes sense but almost everything that i've learned up to this point in the last 10 years of 10 year plus of production is uh just trial and error and then watching a lot of youtube reading a lot of forums and figuring out what the best way other people have experienced it yeah and then how i can apply it um in the recent case i mean you can take our set right now, the lighting. Uh, there's there's a lot of different lighting styles, like three-point, which is what I traditionally used up until this probably past year, where you just two lights in front and one over the corner over their shoulder as an edge light, and then 
that just gives you a nice like corporate commercial shoot and now we're starting to experiment with different color values so uh, a warmer color like like the sun the sun's nice and warm and then you got daylight uh, which like kind of like a cooler color uh, and now we're experimenting that with experimenting with that on our set so we got these like warm given depth between us and our backgrounds. Um, and then you can also like invert it, try different things. So on some of our more recent shoots, we've been using warm lights for the face and cool lights as the edge light. Uh, and we're taking these examples from tutorials we've learned and then also movies. So if you like watch a movie and you're like, oh, that's cool, why does that look so good? We're able to break it down now and figure out, or kind of like uh, reverse engineer shots to be like, how can we recreate that for a client shoot, right? Yeah. And we're using that now on a day-to-day basis, which is cool. Um, learning a lot about that stuff for sure. And most of the time, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, that's the name for that? Yeah, yeah. And that's <laughs> I, that's why I brought uh, Spencer into this, like the guy working with us uh, in school. Because a lot of times, I'll say something, and it's close enough that he's like, oh, you mean this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. That. Yeah, he knows, he knows what he's talking about. He's a pretty right. smart kid. Thank you, textbooks. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for helping us sound smarter. Uh, but I mean, if you go on set, most of the time, your client won't know the technical word. They're not going to call you out there. They're asking you there to, to produce something. As long as you're able to create their vision and bring it into reality, meeting and or exceeding their expectations, then at the end of the day, that's what really matters. It's all that matters. Yeah. So... Um, I think probably one of the other examples we had that we did a shoot for CCC, a church in Columbus, uh, and they wanted a video explaining how their their organization has uh, basically different uh, locations within the community, but they're all connected. And we wanted to try a shot out that would explain that very clearly, very quickly. So let's say 10 seconds. How do you explain that two spots are located uh, apart, but are connected. So we used the, this drone footage uh, and did like a dolly out from one location as a guy's walking out of the building. And then uh, we were using some effects where we blended in with Google Maps and then moving the map across similar to like if you're just driving down the road and it follows along the road to the other location and then zooms in at this other property. So that was just uh, another trial of we go on set and we're like, you know, they're only paying us to do X, <laughs> but what if we just added a little bit more? What if, what if we tried right? something a little extra that we watched a tutorial on like a year ago? I think we could do it. Uh, and then and you, the minute you use that too, I saw like all the people across like our channels and, you know, we follow like all the major photographer, videographer people on YouTube. And it's like all of a sudden I start seeing all these shots where they're like zooming out and clouds and this and that. And mm-hmm. I'm like... We just did that. Yeah. <laughs> it, That's crazy. It's really wild too, because um, I think at this point in not just directing, but like the editing style of that I've developed over the years, uh, there's a lot of shots where I'm like, oh, I could do that. And previously I would say that and I would get nowhere close. But here lately within the last like six months, a lot of the shots, um, like Coach's Cuts we did was the commercial. We talked about that in the last episode. There was just these, the style and shots that I wanted to try out that, um, that I'd never done before. And we walked in, I didn't really, you know, practice these, the style, but I, I'm so familiar with the software and the editing. That's like, I think I could do that. We go shoot and I shoot as close to as what I think I need for like, uh, in pre-production and everything to get it in the, the, say the right circumstances. Because you don't want to go in blind, but go and try to set up the circumstances and the environment as close as you can. And then you come back and edit. And we got really close. We had, we had a commercial that I think was on par with what he showed us he wanted. Oh, with, for sure. With a bit of a style that like we we brought to the table. It's uh, beautiful. Yeah, it was gorgeous. I love that. that that's a great video. Um, and, and that's a funny thing, too, is like I had no idea until now that you uh, that you hadn't done those shots before. Yeah, that was a first. Yeah, I had no clue. But, I mean, at the same time, there was a lot of... Um, camera work that you did on the car shoot that you had never done before it's true uh one of the biggest one we get questions about right now is that radial shot how did we do this 360 around the car and it was a mix of editing but also in in camera work that you did that made it look good everybody's like it looks so smooth but really i mean you can explain what you did there yeah, I mean, essentially, uh, I'm trying to think about what they call that walk, but you do kind of like that stiff, like you're like very soft footing, mm-hmm. um, you know, crouch a little bit just to give yourself that extra stability. Um, but it was shot with a gimbal with a Ronin SC. And 
uh, we've got grips that go on the side of it, but we're walking around or I was just using kind of that crab walking going around. It's just that moment where you're like, you're like that uh, military sniper yeah. and you just know you got to be steady and just like <gasps> breathe in. And then you just hold your breath and you're yeah. just like crab walking and you're going. And I mean, I think that was a stitching of multiple shots, I believe. But, yeah. but again, it's, it's low slung, just kind of like going around the car and just trying to be as consistent as possible. I feel like for people listening or, or just watching crab walk may be a little confusing. It's like crab walk would be like all, all fours, but really you were doing My like, bad, like a heel toe, heel, heel toe, toe, right? Yeah. With his knees bent and his core locked engaged. And his, um, so it, I was like, I was trying to think about a name to call it, yeah. but I always call it the duck sorry. walk but that's closer for yeah, sure my bad no it's all good it's just some of it's sideways <laughs> <laughs> but you, you you tried out a, a a different type of walk than you've ever done before for shoots yes. um mainly because you're not usually the camera operator and in this case you were since i wasn't on set and um it came out really smooth and then we threw it in the edit and it turned into this smooth almost jib like uh, and okay so a gimbal is i know what we i was shot like this on roll it back <laughs> uh, a gimbal is what we shot this on and it is a handheld uh uh fixture that holds your camera and it's electronic and it has motors and it just stabilizes the shot in your hands it weighs like four pounds a jib is this large crane uh not as large as like moving houses but it, it's essentially a scaled down version of that it's probably about 10 feet and height and sometimes they'll be mounted on vehicles but it's a big arm or a crane arm and it's used to hold cameras and go around subjects or objects and you see them a lot in like behind the scenes for large production movies like uh, avengers or any of the marvel stuff uh i'm sure star wars uses them quite a bit too anything uh, large you'll be using them and it's a very expensive piece of gear so when people see shots like this they're like how did you do that for you know, I know you guys don't have that kind of a budget. How are you blowing 10K on jibs or, <laughs> or these really sick dolly shots? Where did the track go? And it's like, it was just, it was a good edit with really good uh, smooth footage. And I mean, it took you a couple takes to get that down. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because I was also, um, you know, it goes back to the gimbal. The gimbal motors, um, they're all electric. So sometimes, you know, the gimbal motors, if you don't have your... Uh, you know your camera leveled and kind of not not as so much leveled but balanced that's the word i'm looking for um you know those motors can get strained because they're only rated for so much you know weight mm -hmm. and so my biggest problem that day was just making sure that everything was leveled out the best that it could because i was doing a lot of low slung like taking the gimbal and putting the camera closer to the ground and kind of like pushing it out from in front of me mm -hmm. and i kept having this thing where you could see the motors were hitting their limit and the camera would begin to shake yeah. And so it was like, okay, I'd go to do it. And then you just twist it the wrong way. Cause I had it zoomed all the way into so the lenses, like all the way out there. Yeah. And I would just go around and it would go and start just flickering. Mm -hmm. And so it was just like, get that, go again and just figure out what the tolerance is of, of, of course your gear. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and just kind of getting through it. But I was like, I got to get this 360 shot. This is going to look tight. Yeah. And then I think it was, it was on asphalt. So being a smooth surface, it makes oh. it a little bit easier, but in the future for something like that, I'd really like to get something yes. electric wheeled vehicle, like a longboard or a, a one wheel that we could ride around and get even smoother dolly shots. And we could go faster because we're not limited by how fast we can walk with a locked core with like heel toe, heel toe. <laughs> it's like, what is the max speed we can safely ride on a vehicle? It's like six, 10, 15 miles per hour, depending on, you know, your capabilities. Some of these, uh, will go up to like, 20 miles per hour it's like oh wow we're really pushing it let's <laughs> let's tone it down a little bit but that's something i'd like to try in the future to get one of those and maybe do chase scenes with cars where you could you could follow a vehicle and then like hop off the the electronic vehicle or whatever and go into a car into the back seat and yes. then and then you like hop out and do these like big expensive one takes um i remember seeing a behind the scenes for a movie where this guy's on rollerblades doing that same type of effect oh yeah i forgot there's the rollerblades get used a lot in like our professional realm yeah industry <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah industry <laughs> so i'm like we're not like full set like hollywood type stuff so like we see jank stuff like that all the time right right but hey you can still get same quality shots you're just it might not be as easy and you might take a more takes but hey that's the beauty of it mm -hmm. and then once you get that piece that's like that piece of gear or whatever it might be that you've been like wanting like one day when we get to actually use like a full-on like jib with the crane and all the jazz like 
that'll be cool. Yeah. It will be like, oh, now we know how to do all this stuff. Talking about jank setups, we'll cut into your, uh, oh my gosh, you, you promised you'd talk about it this I episode. Did. I did. But uh, before we jump on that one, we we did our update videos for the, uh, was it this week? Yeah, it was this week. The update videos for the YouTube channel. So it's yeah. probably, it's up by now. And uh, it's, just a, it's just a, a trailer that we're going to put on all three explaining what what we're doing now as a company, um, why we have three channels and what they're intended for. So Triflex Films is our short films and commercial work. Anything that's like really pretty uh, that we think is interesting for people to watch. So not like interviews, obviously, but yeah. <laughs> more, more of the cool commercial work we do. Um, the, inter- the interesting stuff. The interesting stuff. And then we also have Triflex Team. And that's basically anything we do that we find uh, related to the team would go there. So the team that produces our videos. So that would be, we use gear. So it's like, well, let's review the gear we're doing, uh, using that we like. And even some of the stuff we don't like, let's do some behind the scenes that explain our filmmaking process. Um, I think there's a couple other types of videos, some tutorials explaining basically behind the scenes of behind the scenes. <laughs> like, it's like, how do we do these effects or whatever? And, um, while we're while we're shooting this, we we have just had an improv idea of like, how do we explain visually that we do short films, and then what's a fun way of showing it? Because we do a lot of jank setups, just because it's guerrilla shooting. You're always trying to do a fast pace, and we're like, what if we just instead of green screen, what if we just put the TV up behind us, and then put a shot in there that's <laughs> like moving some uh, stock footage? And if you check the if you check it, it actually says stock on the shot. <laughs> But it's behind me and it's out of focus. And honestly, if we didn't zoom out as a gag for it, as a gag joke or whatever, most people probably wouldn't have noticed that that was no some way. stock footage, right? No way. With with the effect of you know the depth of field and the bokeh, mm-hmm. like you can't tell. Yeah, it it looks like he's sitting on a film set and people are moving. And you can't. That stock label is so yeah. Um, uh, like uh, transparent that it just goes away with that with that white background right? yeah it's hilarious yeah i'm I sure think... you didn't hear about that david <laughs> no it's... no what is it that you're what? So, so yeah you go ahead sorry yeah um so we recently filmed the trailer for the youtube pages right so now yeah. when you come on you'll be able to see exactly what that page does and what that's for and what we're going to post there so but part of the film's Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Part of the films one, we were like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll just, because some of the stuff we do is kind of jank. Why don't we make part of it actually like that? And so we literally sat Tristan in front of the, his TV and then just zoomed in and just blew out the background. And it looks like it's stock footage of just people walking around on a set. And I sat in front of the camera. So I'm in focus and it's like, Hey, th- welcome to Triflix films, the channel where we make short films, like yeah. exceed what we're doing on set here today. <laughs> and then, um, the gag is, uh, Spencer's running the camera and he zooms out and I'm like, well, cut it, cut it. Like, cut it. Right. why, like you're ruining the shot. It, it looked real and then they cut it. So shot looked great though. I was super impressed with the framing <laughs> yeah. and everything. Well, it's funny because that's what Disney's, what is it? The volume? Is that what they call it? Yes. The, their, <laughs> their room is just a giant, like circular TV monitor, TV monitor. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, and it's pretty good. Like mm-hmm. most of the shots that it's in, you can't tell. No. Nah. I'm not going to spoil anything. I've been watching WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's Disney's uh, newest Marvel TV show. Yeah. And there's a couple shots where I could tell, like, that's a TV. Like, yeah. that's just straight up. That's not background at all. I can tell that it's not real. Yeah. But. Like I haven't noticed them, it yet. Now you're going to make me have to go back. Yeah, and you're going to have to keep an eye out for a lot of the weird background. Shoot. So <laughs> that was actually yeah. where I got the idea from. Um, and oh. it worked there because we weren't moving in front of the shot. Right. right. And the reason what, like, I, I learned this from the that series that they did, Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. John Favreau's in the background. He's explaining why, yes. like, this technology... Uh, if you ever have a phone and you take a picture of another screen, you get this more effect, this um, aliasing, aliasing yeah. yeah. And yeah. it causes like these bending of lines all over your screen. The reason they're able to record an actor on on these screens while other things are moving is they use really small um, LEDs essentially for their for their TV monitors, and they're so small you don't get that more effect or the aliasing. Yeah. So if you have like a really high resolution monitor, that's essentially what it is. So like a 5K monitor, you'll get a significantly reduced 
uh, lines all over the screen than if you, you know, like a 720p, 1080p, small monitor, small TV. It's Apple certified retina displays. Oh, don't yeah. get me started all about that. that. All about that retina. Retina. Yeah, that, ta- that technology is coming to consumers. It's crazy. It's micro mm-hmm. LED and like mm-hmm. Samsung came out with it, but you know, it costs you like a cool 50,000 for one of those. Right. And it's not a whole room <laughs> of them. So you can't walk around and well, no, correct. And, and I can only imagine what the volume cost to actually, you know, but my point being like the consumer market, our equivalent is I have a 1080p and it works right. because I'm sitting still and I'm not moving in front of the TV and the camera's locked off and we matched our lighting as close as we could to the scene in the background. And that's really what sells it. Yes. Mm-hmm. As soon as you start moving, you run out of TV space. So if you have, yeah. if you have commercial or if you have uh, not commercial, um, consumer tools, uh, and you stay within the limitations, it can still emulate what you know, the professionals are doing all day long. You just have to find the good balance, but that was our jank setup. And maybe one day we can use the volume. Maybe one day. (laughs) That would be tight. Just saying. So Sony's going to license it and sell it. So we'll just, we'll eventually buy it one day. So it was Sony that made that for him? Um, So I think once all of that information came out from their behind the scenes with Mandalorian, I'm pretty sure Sony came out and said, yes, that they were the ones behind it and that they were actually going to sell it to other studios and things like that. (laughs) I mean, now don't don't get me wrong. Like like, John and those guys came up with the concept. It's like, like, like an act of terrorism or something like they take credit (laughs) for it after it comes out. (laughs) Wait, everybody's like, who was it? Sony's like, we did this. It was us. And in fact, we're going to sell it to everyone else. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Disney. <laughs> yeah, just some guy with a briefcase who goes around the corner like, hey, guys. <laughs> so, uh... It was us. <laughs> but, yeah, that was our emulation of a professional shoot. And to anybody walking in, they probably would have thought it was jank. But in the edit, I guess it'd be up for you guys to decide whether or not it was truly jank. Yes. Uh, but, I, I will wait till after that video comes out, but I do have behind the scenes shots of that. I, mm-hmm. I don't have video, but I have photos. So, and huh. believe me, those were worth it. Good. <laughs> but, yeah. Tell them about the, uh, the other jank setup we had with the pod, uh, tripod. Yeah. So this is one of my favorite stories. I don't, don't have a lot of these good ones, but, um, so part of what Triflix does and what part of what I brought to the team was a back catalog of clients that I shoot real estate for. Um, 99% of it is photography. So it's just shooting listings. So, you know, in a week I can have a lot of those shoots and sometimes like I switch with my wife's car and my car and blah, blah, blah. My car is a rolling office. It has everything I need. It has a tripod. It has, you know, hats and gloves for being when you're cold and masks and everything. So that day, Mm-hmm. my wife decided to come with me on a shoot that was in Brown County. Cause afterwards we were going to go mountain biking. And so I was like, great. So we took her car cause we're not fitting mountain bikes in my car. And so we, we go to the shoot. I have my camera equipment, all that. And it's in Brown County. So it's like a 40 minute drive cause of on the outskirts. And so we pull up, I go and I do the outside shooting. And when we do the outside, we just use our cameras. Um, so nothing, no extra gear. And I go back to the car to grab the tripod to go inside and it's not in the car. Mm. And I'm like, I can't, the owner's here. I can't reschedule this. Like these are really good clients of mine. I, I, I was like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And so I just, I was like, I could go handheld. I'll figure it out. Um, and most of what we shoot with real estate, especially something like this, it had hateful lighting. So it wasn't like I could compensate for that. Lighting yeah. was so bad. So normally I have a very low shutter um, to compensate for the light. And we do bracketing, which is where you take, you know, a certain set of images, they all shoot at different, um, shutter speeds, which let in different amounts of light. So, and I take those and I merge those, but anyways, um, so it needs a very steady shot. So I put it on a tripod. So without having one, I'm like, what am I going to do? So the funny thing is, is this guy that's there and he owns it. He's asleep in a chair outside. I show up and shoot. He just, he's just asleep sitting in the sun. I'm like, okay. And I had ended up having to edit him out of a lot of my shots. Cause he was sitting in front of the building. Right. <laughs> but so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go shoot inside now. And I go in and he stayed outside. Thank goodness. Because I get up there and I'm like, I, what am I going to do? Cause I figured maybe I'll have things to set on. And I go up there. There's no furniture. There's nothing. Yeah. So I'm scrambling and looking around and I'm like, I have to shoot this place. And it's a tiny little apartment. It, it literally would have, t- it took me like 15 minutes to shoot, but I'm walking around and I, I'm like, look, I'm like, what kind of surface can I use? And I go in this room and the only thing that's sitting in there is an ironing board. 
so I go, you know what? <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> it's the jankiest, rustiest ironing board I've ever seen. But I like stretch it out, put it on the ground, and I literally use that ironing board for every shot in that house. Yeah. And the I house just, sold. I just moved it from room to room and the pictures were phenomenal. Everybody was super happy with it. And I was like, you have no idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what, uh, what limitations you think you have. It's just trying to find a creative solution for your problems. Yep. And that's every single shoot we do. Now it's on my resume. Yeah. I can shoot with an ironing board. Yeah. The only <laughs> photographer. Well, I've, I, there's a YouTube channel, the director of, um, Oh, what's Shazam? I forget his name. I totally forget his name. Mm -hmm. But he runs his own YouTube channel. Hmm. It's called Pony Smasher, I think. That's what it's called. <laughs> it's something really weird. I Pony don't know Smasher? Why. Yeah, his YouTube channel is called Pony Smasher. It's creative. It, it's, I don't think he likes bronies. Um, <laughs> but he has a whole series about like how to make do with what you have. Mm -hmm. It's like, sometimes I need a dolly shot and I just have a skateboard and like this is how i did it or like i need this i need bloom lighting and i don't have a i only have like my tiny flashlight or my cell phone and it's like really jank setups like it doesn't matter <laughs> it just works yeah and that's, that's exactly right daniel schiffer's the king of it too he is i don't want to like support him because you know it's another youtuber but at the yeah. same time i respect him so much because he will find the most creative ways of getting these commercial grade shots and a lot of big companies aren't going to these multi-thousand dollar commercial shoots anymore they're hiring youtubers to do these same things for a couple thousand yep and you're getting the same result but instead of having a film crew you're you're just outsourcing it to a kid in his kitchen with a, <laughs> a bounce whiteboard or a blackboard and then you know a couple ziploc bags for shooting vegetables and fruit in your shot for a commercial it's impressive just yeah. saying and I, he, I watched one the other day that he did where he did like a can of truly or some something i don't know what it was uh -huh. and i was just it looked fantastic yeah his color grade and his lighting always blows me away too because yes. there was one where it's like an orange can with a black background and like orange fruit popping up yes that one looked gorgeous yes that's the one i just watched yeah yeah i thought it was truly but i wasn't sure uh and and talking about you know, watching Mandalorian and trying to learn from other people. That was another thing we took away. Uh, we did a shoot for audio game, trying to do tutorials. Yes. And try. Uh, I, I used the Jason Bourne, you know, the, the orange and teal lights, the warm and cool lights uh, to try to get this moody look for um, the audio game, which we just have a little recorder that we use to record our audio. And we want to put out a tutorial explaining how to get good audio. 30 second long video, right? About a, a minute, whatever. And as we're shooting it, it's like, how do we get a smooth rotating shot? Do we move the camera? That's what we would normally do. And I was like, the audio recorder is maybe, you know, half a pound. Why don't we just, it's on a white table. Why don't we just put a white piece of paper underneath of it and rotate the paper? And even though the paper's in the shot, it's white and it's just blurred out enough that it blends in with the table. The background's blurred. So you're just so focused on the foreground of this, uh, of this audio recorder it ended up working perfectly fine it was great and i, I saw the footage because i think you edited that one and it, it looked smooth seamless and nobody's going to notice and plus it's only on that shot for maybe a second maybe two seconds so yeah that's the thing too like, fast with the short with the short shot like that and i just i honestly when i was color grading like i just bumped up the whites mm -hmm. to a point where it did start to actually kind of blend yeah and i was like sweet look at that and I mean, it took the crop because there was actually words on the paper. So, oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, just I, towards the front. So I was like, and crop. Yeah, because you would know how to like go in and probably mask and do all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, but it's also return on investment. If it's true, why though. why waste an hour doing something that isn't going to make five percent difference in the viewer experience? Right. Yes. Like, yes. If uh, if it's so minuscule. You know, sometimes it's better to send out a hundred projects at eighty percent than one project at a hundred percent, right? Yeah, exactly. And not that not that we don't care about our quality, but sometimes you got to ask yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Sixty second tutorial, probably go ahead and pump that out because everybody's going to watch it here. It's actually also a vertical video anyway, so it's only going to be seen online probably Disgusting. through a phone. Disgusting! Disgusting! <laughs> I know, right? 
Hey, you have no idea how hard... I TikTok now? Is that what I happening? wasn't happy about it. Yeah, either. I was going to say, you have no idea how unhappy he was with me. I said, oh, hey, we're shooting vertical. And he literally started shooting vertical and then flipped it back to landscape. And I was like, hey, you know, you need to... And I was like, are we flipping it? And he's like, no. And he, he, he succumbed to it. And it <laughs> yeah. turned out nice, I'm telling you. It turned out nice, but I just... There's a part of me that grew up on YouTube, and I mm. never want phones to be the primary source of media consumption. I get it, but I, the problem is, and and this is a good conversation to have, you guys, because like, the I've I've heard this, and I know this to be true, that most people, the best screen in their house is their phone. Eh, I believe it, but I mean, think at about the same time. <laughs> I know 4K resolution on a screen this size makes no difference versus 1440p. Uh, on a screen that's this size this is a five inch screen maybe not that but i will say recently i downloaded a different like a modded version of youtube Mm -hmm. and on a phone they usually cap you at 1440p Mm -hmm. so when i downloaded this it up it it, it allowed me to get up to the whatever what is it 2140 uh it's the next i mean it's full 4k 2160 2160 because it's 80 yeah yeah so it allowed me to now use that on all my devices, which all my devices, I mean, technically that's, that's, that's a, that's what the screens are. So it actually uses its native resolution. And I'm telling you, it made a world of difference. Which phone? This one. Yeah. Your phone's oh, twice the phone? size of my phone. What, what's, that? what's that phone you got there? How much is it? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. Your phone's a laptop. It does uh, have an eight inch screen on the inside, but still like I could tell a difference on this and my 12 inch tablet. Well, that brings up another thing though. YouTube 4k is not native 4k. Well, this right. is true. This is true. Yeah. But still, I'm just saying like, I did see a difference in, in, in resolution and clarity. And the thing is, is like too. I mean, you, I mean, we all know how expensive it is to buy a 70 inch OLED, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have one in our pocket. So, I mean, most people can't afford to put that in front of them. Like I can't afford to buy an OLED TV, but I have one in my pocket I don't know, with man. two OLEDs on it. <laughs> it just makes no sense to me that you would rather, I mean, unless you're in the bathroom, which I know most people watch YouTube in the bathroom, whether, I get, whether you like it or not, that's, where, that's a fact. That's where I get all my watching done. Just saying it's, it's just what you, especially if you have kids, cause that's where you hide. <laughs> but I just, it blows my mind that people would, if given the option, not limited by income, but just given the option, would you prefer to watch it on their phone versus a TV? And I know there's a large portion of people that still would choose the phone. Yeah. A lot of times we'll be watching dinner and we have the choice of watching on the TV. And my wife's like, I just put my phone up and lean it up against a candle. I'm like, why? <laughs> why? I mean, she has a beautiful phone. Don't get me wrong. Samsung makes a great display. But it's like, our, we have a Sony TV. Her phone's 4K. My, my TV's 1080p. But at the same time... You're watching anime. It's, it's all pixelated anyways. <laughs> I don't know. And plus streaming in general is just yeah. another complaint. Well, now, again, we can we can, we can can tackle that one too. Um, you know, thank you, compression. Um, That's the only way to get 4K up is to use I get uh, I get H.265. A lot, the, of, a lot of uh, streaming services use H.265, which if you're not familiar, uh, most people use H.264. It's very old. Think of it like USBs, you know? <laughs> they got newer they look the same but they get newer and True. newer and they get faster and faster and um and for compression h264 is just a really big file of information or h264 is and h265 is the same thing just a little more compressed you lose a little bit of data i think it's like 10 percent, but you're getting like a 90 percent of more efficient storage space so they're able right. to send a ton of data more efficiently and it looks a little bit worse but in exchange, they're giving you 4K. So even though the colors may look a little different or, or whatever, the, maybe the uh, primarily just the colors, you get so many more pixels now and people are like, oh, it looks so much more crisp. That's just a complaint of mine. I just give, give me the I option understand. to download the whole thing and I'll watch it whenever it's finished downloading. I understand. It, does, it, makes, it makes a very noticeable difference in the quality for sure. And, and again, like that's, that's a pain point for me too. I, I completely am on your page because we get to see things not just, I mean, in their raw filmed format, Mm -hmm. but we also get to see the file before it ever goes through an algorithm. Yeah. (laughs) You know, before it goes through the the, the grinder of YouTube. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you saw that with coaches cuts. Oh, it, it it looks good on YouTube, but it looked so much better before we uploaded it. 
the, all it the blacks got those colors. colors. Oh yeah. yeah. Now for people that don't know what that means, crushing the blacks is a, it's a video term and it just means that you're, you have color value that's white and really bright and you have dark values that are really dark. And if you make the brights too bright, it just blows out all the color and makes it unusable. It's just, it's just voided color. It's just white. Watch our coaches BTS. And when we're outside, yeah, I didn't change the ISO. Yeah, so. it gets really bright. And then crushing the blacks is the opposite. We didn't really, uh, when we were shooting, we didn't have the problem, but YouTube compresses and no, sorry. It was just me shooting behind the scenes. Tristan did everything correctly. Uh, I don't know about that, but <laughs> so crushing the blacks is when you do the opposite. So instead of making your shot too bright in post, you take all the colors and just make them darker and it's a style that some people choose to yes. use and it makes things look dark and gritty. You see it a lot in, um, the Batman series with, uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman, um, dark Knight begins the dark Knight series, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times all the blacks are really crushed and everything's just slightly lit. Uh, and they do a little bit in post, but I think they just underexposed a lot of their shots. It'd be my guess. Cause yeah. a lot of it is shot at night too. Yeah. Uh, and it's a style. It's uh, something that some people choose to do. <laughs> so However, it's always nighttime in gotham <laughs> but on youtube it compresses it and just forces it too low yes and that way they don't have to send as much data because if it's crushed there's there's no data it's just black right uh and it saves them a ton of data it saves them a ton of money for sending is it's not free to send information it saves them a ton of yeah. money and that's why they do it and it helps with bandwidth and spectrum with well, wireless carriers and, and if this and bandwidth that. was free they wouldn't care exactly Comcast, oh. just trying to we're just trying to save comcast some money hey they're they're a small startup they're <laughs> yeah, working it out they're doing their best everybody uh, i i will be but, honest since i i run comcast and they're not the most affordable but they do have the oligopoly in this area it's honestly a monopoly there's really no competitors but since i switched from business to residential the first month was hell and after that it's been smooth i haven't had any more issues i think you said their they their signal may drop in the middle of our server uploads yeah. maybe once a month yeah, I think they, they do something in the middle of the night. It's like, nobody's going to be up at 3 a.m. trying to restart everything. Yeah. And, like, they don't do that for businesses because, like, usually they need 24-7, like, mm -hmm. whatever. They probably rotate stuff on yeah. and off before they even try it. But, yeah. So, for the first month, we had a couple issues just switching over from business to residential. But after that, honestly, they, they haven't been terrible. Their customer service is a lot better than it was a couple... If, I mean, even five years ago, my family had them and hated it, uh, and I hated it then, but they've gotten better, so. Yeah, I always thought that the actual service itself, like the technology was good. Like, I always had good, you know, throughput with the networks and mm -hmm. always had good luck with it. It was just always stability. the... Stability, yeah. Yeah, stability was good, thank you. Um, but yes, the customer service was always a hellacious thing, you know, you're like why did you add a hundred dollars to my bill? And they're like, because we wanted to. Yeah. Because we can. I think. <laughs> I don't want to fucking blow it up. Maybe, maybe there's some overlap between the people. Um, Cause I was talking to Comcast about data consumption and they're trying to sell me plans. They're like, you only need X amount of data throughput bandwidth, whatever download upload speeds. And maybe there's some overlap between the people that listen to Comcast and take their, advice in those situations and the ones that watch everything on their phone because uh, they're like oh you play games you need at least 50 download and i'm like yeah of course i need 50 download i don't know who in their right mind would use less than 50 download thank you right so we got gigabit and i'm working with clients and i use google drive for a lot of file transferring you know covid and all and plus i don't generally want to leave my house anyways if i can work from home why would i take you a usb when i could just give you a link and you download it right turns out a ton of people have terrible internet connection yes. they're like oh sorry it says it's going to take four hours to download a three gigabyte file i'm like are you kidding it takes me like five seconds <laughs> hey, don't get mad at me about this okay but um i was watching a linus tech tips video the other day and if you guys are interested in any of that internet sort of stuff they give out a lot of data a mm -hmm. lot of facts which is really interesting so again i'm not trying to plug them but we'll do it every episode yeah, now they're, they're a small up-and-coming channel they yeah they're starting a trend they need all the help um <laughs> but uh, he was they got the uh, the starlink internet yeah, yeah. Uh, 
yeah. And they were testing that out, but they actually gave some stats uh, about like how many people actually have like good broadband above like 25 megabytes down. Mm -hmm. And the majority, like the top, like majority of people have that. Top majority of people have less slow. than 25 megabits. Yeah, I believe it. Which is crazy to me. Like in this day and age, like we're talking about 5G, which is over a gigabit. And now, and we still have people who have, you know, a bandwidth less than 25 megabytes down. You're like, what are you doing with that? Right. Well, the, I, the thing, the reason I think it's, it's so strange is maybe it's just cheaper in the Midwest and maybe I'm out of touch and my value of money's off. But I think right now a gigabit in Columbus, Indiana, the Midwest in the middle of two, we're, i mean we're, we're not we're in the middle of large cities but we're at least an hour from any real city right so it's not like we're huge and we have affordable internet in my opinion at a gigabit being only like 60 70 bucks a month right and that seems as to me that seems normal no uh, and i know other people are like <laughs> that seems really expensive for internet but i'm like well how much did your parents pay for cable tv dude that's an amazing price i pay 60 dollars a month just for 100 really? megabyte hmm just saying that's a great so <laughs> introduce starlink so i can understand um why people don't have internet that's a gigabit like really fast internet speed whatever if they live outside of town but a lot of my right. clients live in town so it's like for 70 bucks what are you doing it's like well you know it's too expensive it's like well your parents have been paying for cable tv for the last 20 years and it's yeah. like 120 bucks a month i think my parents were paying like 200 dollars a month for like dish network back in the day yeah, and you're like 2000 channels <laughs> right you're like and nothing to watch <laughs> yeah and then so i mean that's all to say that uh i just i still couldn't comprehend why people in a rural in a, a suburban area don't have faster internet speeds and if it's because of money i'm like what else are you spending on um <laughs> if you're if your budget's that tight then i completely agree you shouldn't have it uh just wait until it gets cheaper and cheaper however starlink makes so much more sense because it is basically dish tv dish internet for i think they're doing it 99 dollars 100 dollars a month for 50 down at the moment once it gets saturated uh, it'll go down, but at yeah, because it's a small like beta. I think they said mm -hmm. they've only released like ten thousand units. Yeah. Or something equipment like that. those where it hurts. Five hundred dollars. It's like five hundred bucks just to get like everything, so you can get. Yeah, but Comcast charges people. Yeah. I think two hundred dollars to get set up, and then I don't know what Dish is, but I know it's expensive. Really? Is that much? Yeah, yeah. Do you um, know? Does it come? Did it come with a wireless router? I think it came it, with it everything, came, didn't it? It came with its like old. A whole oh, thing, man. right? I don't think you had to use it, but it was, it was I nice, though. I mean, yeah. It was included. Yeah. So you could spend three to $600 on a router all day long. So the why, why, why does Starlink work so much better? It's just because the satellites that they're using are yeah, they're closer right. to the ground than the, uh, the satellites that are in the, I don't remember what sphere of the they're earth it is. Geo station. It just yeah. it just means when the, the Earth is rotating that it's staying in the exact same spot. And yeah, that's you have to be really far away. From it's, the Earth it's like twenty two thousand miles or something yeah. like that. It's crazy high up. And these satellites are closer to the ground. They hover over Earth and cover areas at a time. Yeah. So because they're closer, you have faster internet speeds. Uh, I believe it's going to require a lot more satellites. Though. It sounded like it uh, because. What's the up speed? Do you know? It was like twenty when I saw the Linus Tech Tips. It was about twenty-five up. Mm -hmm. That's not bad because I, the, I mean the curse of satellite internet has always been not so much the download, mm -hmm. but the two things, right? Like upload and then of course like line of sight. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have line of sight, then you couldn't do it. So yeah, yeah what, what happens on a rainy day? Like how does your right. internet just die or what? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, then you have satellite towers too, and it's like well. Yeah. In 10 years from now, what's going to be the best price for performance? Is it going to be a phone plan at 5G? I mean, you have to be like 100 feet from the tower for that to work with no line of sight. <laughs> right. It's like 4G. Will it have more development? I'm just going to install a 5G tower in my house. <laughs> you get the brain waves. Yeah, right. <laughs> Microwaved. Yeah. Will, will Elon develop Starlink so he has enough satellites to, to cover the saturated rural communities? Because this is like really good for people that live, you know, your nearest neighbors a mile away. Yeah, uh, 
but it doesn't economically make sense for somebody that lives in a city. If you can afford Starlink and you live in Chicago or Detroit or Cincinnati, Indianapolis, uh, LA, whatever, it's not for you. Get no. get fiber optic for a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Get 10 gig. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> uh, wow. We totally just went down the internet rabbit hole. I think it's all relative to our industry. Oh no, I that's, agree. I mean, that's what it's, we're here to talk about. It's all part of it. I mean, it's yeah. streaming is what got us there, which you're getting clients to download stuff. Which, well, we, just, than, we just uploaded one and a half terabytes in a day and a half, basically. <laughs> It was oh about two or gosh. three days. Yeah, I don't know. You're like, oh yeah, I just put like a couple projects up on the server. It's like, oh, it's not gonna be much. And you're like, how much was? Eight hundred gigabytes. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, Wait, my what? God. Yeah. So we have a thirty-two terabyte yeah. tower. Um, we shoot projects and an average project, uh, hundred gigabytes. And mm -hmm. for people that don't understand how big 100 a hundred gigabytes is, if you shoot a phone video for ten minutes, it's probably gonna be about two gigabytes on your phone 1080 is what you're saying uh i, I mean if you, 4K, if you, maybe. If you, if you just tap your phone twice hit camera go to video and hit record without changing any settings yeah. out of the box 10 minute video for you would probably be about close to two gigabytes depending yeah. on the phone you have yeah i can see that and yeah, then sure. for us we do 50 times that and that's one <laughs> shoot which took us maybe uh maybe 30 minutes of recording with a couple cameras uh, so, so it is usually more than one camera mm -hmm. just to be fair so we back all that information up we have edited projects or whatever and then we put it on our server here and we have 32 terabytes i think we're that's yeah a thousand yeah. gigabytes times uh, 32 what's a terabyte it's a thousand gigabytes okay so oh. think of how many <laughs> that's a lot 10 of gigabytes. Minute videos on your cell phone that's that would be it's like 500 and that's one terabyte and then 32 times that uh, is our capacity here and i did have to laugh somebody said something other, like i wish i had a terabyte on my phone and i was like for what uh yeah, I, I, what what would you be putting on your phone your life savings. i'm like put it on the cloud i think 512 is too much for a phone i'm like what do you need 512 for i don't know i feel like you're really bad at organizing if you have 512 on your phone like you yeah. need to delete some stuff or I, like if you're recording that much photos or taking that much when would Whatever. you watch back 512 gigabytes yeah, of cell phone footage? Really bad at editing your videos down, <laughs> and like just deciding that it's not worth having on my phone, or just right. Yeah, I think I could get away with like a buck twenty-eight. I think mm -hmm. that'd be my my lowest I could go. One twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah. I think one twenty-eight. I'd be fine. I, I mean, this has got two. This has got two fifty-six. I don't think I can make sixty-four it's, work. It's hard. I'm always I'm at five percent. I'm at five percent capacity. Always. It says you have five percent left. Five percent left. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, I deleted everything. I, I'm paying like three dollars a month to up. Load my photos to Google Photo. But we have pixels. It should be free. I was going to say. Oh, you... no. They killed that. Like everything. Uh, no, they Google... weren't supposed to kill it till June. Well, I don't have it. Either way, I don't. I'm not like, a Sir, fan. we need to look at your phone because I, <laughs> I am still uploading for free and I have a Samsung. I'm not a fan of cloud backups. Oh, I love my it. my opinion. Why don't you like I love backups? it. I don't like someone else hosting all of my stuff. I'm not a you fan. Don't trust them? I don't. It's like building a house on rented land. I don't know why that is that is your only source of the backup. I prefer to back everything up on my computer and then I have a local backup of little NAS. You could do both. But why pay three dollars a month? Maybe. Well I'm not I'm not paying. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't know I can, how you are. I mean you know, I'm complaining about I have my own server, but that would be like two years of having the Google Photos app for just I don't know. I like knowing where it is, and I like the organization of it being on my own device. I get that. I know that it's you're just handing your stuff over to somebody else. It's just it's so convenient. Uh, there's a Jake and Amir sketch on like how I don't want Google to have my photos because they're gonna sell the art in my head. You know, they're, they're gonna take my photos and use it for advertising purposes without my permission, even though I agreed to it when I signed up. Yeah, well, they have over seventy thousand of mine, so. But you can go in at any point and download your data through mm -hmm. your Google account. So maybe one day I'll download it all and put it on somewhere else. But, you know, it's a lot. I know it's reliable. I it's know, the like, organizational features. That's the thing that I like is like I know that I put it in their cloud. Um, AI is going to go through everything mm -hmm. and they're going to give me all my face detection. It even knows like I can type in cat. And it shows me every picture that has a cat in it. Yeah, I put my dog in 
like I put in my dog's name, like this is Andy Baker. Yeah. And it recognizes like this is a collection of Andy. Like that's <laughs> weird, but I really like I dig that. it. It <laughs> makes it so much easier for somebody like me, especially like I'm like, okay, today I'm gonna post on Triflix Instagram. I'm gonna pick a picture. I'm just like I type in camera. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, here's every picture that has a camera in it. Yeah. And then you move on down the road. See, I would prefer I'm not saying I don't like that service, but I would prefer just like, hey, here's two hundred bucks, one time payment, give me the software that does that. I understand what I understand a- that AI is different because if you pay subscription as their uh, robot as their <laughs> as their intelligent design gets better by doing more and more sorts of Andy the dog right or yeah. uh, child one child two through your phone <laughs> hey no it's true though it's dude it's insane because it's like think about it we at this point in life right we don't change that much mm-hmm. at all really the facial hair maybe glasses maybe you get a haircut or something but we don't change that much like. But it can literally, from the time that my kids were infants, like newly born infants, all the way up till now when they're five and seven, mm-hmm. it recognizes them all the way through the process. Right. Well, there's probably iterations to go by. Oh, for sure. That's so why it, I mean, it like, gets to see every point of their whole seven year, so five years of existence. If if you go back... And I train it. I let if, it train. If you go back to like when you first got Google Photos, right? And you put the first photo of your kid and the last photo of your kid, it wouldn't know what to do. I don't think it would. But because right. you put in your birth, uh, two weeks, 10 weeks, two years, three years, five years, it was able to like, oh, that's this person along the way. Right. Um, and that's the value of AI and yeah. doing subscription-based service. And I understand that. And the thing with that too is like, well, why, why can't like I just download the software? Well, th- this is the new KFC, like original secret recipe. Thing. Yeah. The All that training and everything, that is Google's trade secret. They, they cannot let anybody else have that. Because that's what makes it so powerful. It's not the AI itself. It's all the training they have and all the data that they have for it. Plus, as a company, the man hours taken to develop it. Yeah. Like, how much R&D went in? Like, how many millions of dollars of R&D went in developing Google's mm-hmm. uh, AI? But at the yeah. <laughs> on the other side of the spectrum, you have the, uh, the nine-tile... Are you a robot captcha? <laughs> oh my gosh, right? A mountain? You're like a picture of a toilet. <laughs> You're literally offering free AI testing for them. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You're just training it. Yeah. At this, and then you got like that too many idiots that go through <laughs> and screw up the AI because it's like clearly a mailbox and everyone's like, it's a parking meter. And you're like, no, it's a mailbox. And you try to hit enter. <laughs> <laughs> and the nine tiles like no oh, you're no, a robot no. you're a robot <laughs> I, just, I wonder if you've done the research to be like what's the lowest level iq person can take this and still pass? man yeah that's... what happened to the one click captcha <laughs> <laughs> why, why can't i, I not want the check box isn't good I enough just, for me if i could check the box oh man i need no robot it's it's gonna get there it's gonna get there, man. Back to the other thing. Hey guys, this this might be a really bad way to look at it, but I'm like, if the day happens when Google takes over my seventy thousand plus photos on their cloud service, or mm. they lose all of it, or or you know they do whatever it is, I'm probably gonna be a lot less worried about the photos and probably more worried about the end of the world. Yeah, I don't like I, that's not, that was never my concern though. I'm not. You're just like, I want to take... You're just worried like them as a company just going bankrupt and you're losing the data. I I I don't think he's worried about losing the data. I think it's just just the the rights to your data. It's just the premise. Like, (laughs) if I own something, it it. is mine. I paid for it as a product, but the way they want their business model to go is as a service. And you're just renting it. It's the principle of it all. There's certain certain things. Like, if I wanted to watch a TV show and it's like, I want to own that. And I want it to be accessible mm-hmm. to me whenever I'll buy a DVD. And I have four or five DVDs of movies I really like that I never want to lose because Hulu bought the rights and now I can't watch it on Netflix. There's certain ones. And then there's yeah, other things where I'm like, as a service, I like Hulu and a lot of the shows they produce or I like Disney Plus and I like all their... I'm going to keep paying for it as a service. But to me, it's like the photos are more like the movies that I really like. And it's like, I want to know where those are at all time. I want that to be mine. I don't want those to be on a cloud somewhere. And if it is on a cloud somewhere, I want it to be one that I operate, one that I control. Uh, it's just it's just a personal preference. I don't think 
there's anything wrong with using the cloud. I don't think you have to use the cloud service. It's I'm just not paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to use it. Well, to, to be fair, I do use Google Drive for sending clients projects because oh. I created it. It's mine. And like until it goes on their cloud, that's a service. It's like, you know, it's technically it's their It's their the person that paid for the product. It's their decision to use Google. Drive. You're going to be like old and like 70 years old and you're going to have like grandchildren like, dad, why aren't you using Google photos? You're like, I don't want <laughs> And then it'll be like something crazy. Why aren't you using uh, mind mind photos? It's where like you use instead of NFC chips and Bluetooth, it's just like the Elon Musk chip where I can send you photos to your head. And I'll be like, hey, hey, can you uh, see you're the old man now? The, my grandkids are gonna be like, hey, could you uh, could you send me that photo? And I'm gonna like text it to him. They're like. That took like four seconds to go from a tower to a tower, Grandpa. I you could have just sent it to me immediately, and by then they won't even be talking. It'll all be telepathy or something. <laughs> I'm just saying I would be scared to give you unbridled access to send me images from your mind to my mind. That's why I said heck no. But I could just see you just like bink bink. And I'm just, like, where are these coming from? Uh, you just look at me. You're like, let's just oh. think about like all being in middle school and high school and all your friends sending like stupid, gross weird inappropriate <laughs> pictures to each other and you're just like dude why are you stop stop and like they'll just keep sending you stuff and your phone keeps vibrating you weren't able to disable it and now you can temporarily block people and you can turn vibrate off and you know there's a technology's evolving and we just got to go with it man just gotta ride the wave that's what we've been doing. But one day we're going to be old fuddy-duddies just like our parents and be like, hey. Fuddy-duddies. Be like, you know what? I like this phone. I've had it for the last eight years and it ain't done me wrong. I'm already there, man. I don't want... I actually just got a chip on my Google Pixel 3a, which is a two-year-old phone. Three? Yeah, it's 2019. Two. It's got to be two because the last one's a 4a. So they call, I Google, think you're two. Google's iterations come out really quick. But if it, it's like other Everybody than the scratch, does. I've had no problems with it. And I mean, we talked about the storage size there's really not a reason for me to get rid of it it's like what do you it mean? works what do you mean, i mean man? you you went, you went from like an s20 <gasps> to a to a folding laptop okay no i went from a note 10 plus okay yeah it's the one before i'm pretty sure one. even samsung with i kept chill. i kept it for a year samsung which is a long chill. time for me now samsung i i would chill for samsung if it there was a couple of hey bloatware was the only reason i had a samsung nexus what was it called nexus 5 no it was before that <laughs> four no they, no they weren't <laughs> they no, weren't the using one before five they weren't using numbers at that point there was at uh, one point where it was just like it was literally just like the samsung nexus something there was a name but i'm just saying i have been a a supporter of all of that from day one i just the hardware has come such a long way with samsung it's like if you want something very premium mm. samsung I know I could be like, I've got the latest and greatest, which is my point of doing all of that. So I don't like their UI. I I like stock Android. I it, stock Android is thirty times better. Don't get me wrong. Thirty times. Why is it better? It well, I just don't like their design language. Like whatever they do to it, it feels just like just big and bubbly, and then yeah. so it's just a it's it's literally just an appearance thing for you. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, but not speed. Well, no, no, it doesn't perform any. Eh, no, so, that's not true. So, it, it it does. The problem is, is there's so much you know bloat on the phone, mm -hmm. and they've, they've been dealing with this forever. The, the The problem is like they haven't changed anything. Oh, the hardware, the, hard, yeah, the hardware just got fast enough to keep up with them now. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like you don't feel it as much. But I can tell you this: like even after a year of having my Note 10, you just feel the slow eventually. Um, and I like my wife has a pixel as well. And like every time I use a pixel, it's just fast forever. Yeah. I had a buddy who had a Nexus or not a Nexus, sorry, a pixel one, like the original pixel. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he had it up until recently and it was, it was still chugging, getting updates running smoothly. I was, I was so impressed. Yeah. That these, was, they don't, they just don't. That was why I switched. Cause I had three or four Samsungs and before that I had two droids and they would eventually slow down. There was a lot of apps I couldn't remove. And in my opinion, Samsung, if you're going to use a launcher, that takes away most of the reasons to use Samsung because in the last like two years, everybody's <sighs> cameras are on par with each other, whether you're getting a OnePlus, Samsung, Android, iPhone, everybody's cameras look good. And that's, I mean, primarily what people look at when they get a phone. It's like, yes, what's the camera? What's the resolution? 
what's the UI, how fast is it? All phones are equally fast at this point. Yes. All the UI is arbitrary because Androids can all use launchers unless you're Apple and now they have what are tiles or whatever. Yeah, they got like custom stuff. They're, they're hey, they've got there. widgets, man. They got widgets. They've got widgets and an app drawer. Okay. So Apple's in the kiddie pool now. They're they're like <laughs> Yeah. The water's not cold, <laughs> right? I hate it. <laughs> we want to see where this goes. So, if you don't want to use a launcher, the Samsung I do think is a little bit better than mm. pick, Google. Was you say Google Android One or whatever? Uh, it's a stock, stock Android. Stock Android. Yeah. It's, it's the Pixel launcher, yeah. but because it is slightly it's different. Nova, I think. Yeah. Unless you customize yeah. it and make it. You got me on Nova too. Yeah. Which listen to this, so I could use Nova if I wanted to, of but course, because that's why I have Android. Why use a Samsung? But no, here's it. the thing. Listen to this. So you, I, I don't think you guys are using it on your phones, but within the last couple iterations of Android, now you have the ability to use their gesture navigation system, which is just a straight rip from iPhone. Mm -hmm. So you have the tiny little thin bar at the bottom, maximizing your screen and you swipe up to go home, swipe up and hold to see your recents. It's all the same thing, Mm. except for the back button, but don't get me started on that. Um, (laughs) If you do not use the Samsung launcher, you lose all ability to use that, Hmm. which makes no sense because it's built into Android. And it was their one way of figuring out, like, if you want this, this is where you got to stay. And so I normally change the launcher every time. I I haven't because I like the gesture system better. Google did that first on their Pixels. They're like, for the first month or two, only the Pixel launcher can use this. And then eventually they let support. Because they were like, I think they're just trying to force people to use it. Yeah, like, they you were. gotta try it. You have to use it. What? Uh, use our stuff, please. Well, please, the thing please. that bothered me was the Google bar on your phone. I had to install Nova Launcher or a so a launcher. We're really late in this conversation to say it, but a launcher is just like the way your icons look and the the way your interface on your phone it's your home interacts. Screen. It's your home yeah. screen, your app 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 tray, and all that. Um, yeah, jumped off ship there. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like the Google bar on it, and it was. You couldn't remove it. Google required it. And all it was was like a little search bar that took up four rows of icon slots. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't I don't need this because if I want to talk to Google to do a search, I'll hold the home button or squeeze the phone or, squeeze the or, phone or say, hey, Google. Don't, no, do don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could do so many things that are more efficient than a, a line that takes up four bars, three of which are a button that you press and, and then you could type in. So then there's even more buttons you have to push the other one is the google talk so there's just so many things about it's like google's nice because they don't have bloatware but the two things they have on there are things that i don't want on my phone and luckily they do let you like disable some stuff um but at the end of the day just i like that customization again i get it i get it i gave up i just want something that's fast and that works and that makes yeah. Makes me happy, I guess. Every time I get to open it up and go, look at me. I'd, I'd probably go <laughs> iPhone if it weren't for custom launchers. I I love Android, yeah. but I think it's just the customization of it. Yeah. Apple's Apple just works, man. Yeah. It's so good. I know. I don't want the notch. If they get a phone out there that doesn't have a notch, it'll make me think iPhone, twice too. I am. You got me. I'm gonna get it again. <laughs> I'll buy stock and then I'll buy a phone. I'll, buy, I'll sell all my GameStop stocks. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're talking about Linus. You see, he bought fifty thousand dollars worth of stock. I can't believe he did that. It's so stupid. I I don't think he'll come out ahead. Well, he's no that. The, yeah, but it's a waste it's just, of money. He's a blowing money. It's just a publicity stunt. He, he'll make that back in ad he revenue. Probably, yeah. Yeah, so he's got 10 million subscribers. Well, I, I mean, either way, he received $10,000 to do that. He said he would, fi- uh, they have a podcast, a live stream, <laughs> and uh, all we do on our podcast is talk about other, promote other channels and other podcasts. Just sure. so you know. Why not? I mean, we spent like a half hour talking about projects we're working on. So sure, they least. have a live stream, and he said that whatever people donated to their normal live stream, um, normally they get like $200. He said he would five exit. So he's expecting to maybe it would double or whatever. And then he would five exit over what they normally would do. And he said, all the money I receive, we will, uh, five X, I will use my own personal income and buy GameStop stock because I support buying out stocks of small companies to help them out in exchange for like ruining the lives of rich people that just no. move money around in a very like brief wording uh not that he doesn't like rich people he just doesn't like people that got their money by screwing over other people 
and he ends up receiving ten thousand dollars and it kept going up and everyone in the chat's like dude put a cap on it and he's like i'm a man of my word and <laughs> they're like please just put a cap so he does it at 50k and in the middle of the live stream they have him call his wife and they tell her what happened and that phone call didn't go well. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, we won't be buying GameStop stock. Uh, I think Linus probably... I mean, you buy that much. As you're buying it, the price is going up yep. because you're raising the value of it on your own. 50K right. stock, if anything, is just a ton. It was My... actually just a whole stunt for him to buy GameStop. It's actually going to become LTT stop. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't surprise me. Dude, that would that would be cool if I don't think 50k is enough. I don't uh, think so either. But no. I mean, that's 50k <laughs> dollars. He's not... on the board now. He's that's all board. it takes is 50 grand. You're on the board at GameStop. Yeah. I would have bought in. I would have bought yeah. in if it was only 50k. That's a that's a nice to get gig. on the board. Yeah, just so, board so GameStop. You go on the board. You file <laughs> bankruptcy. You take your shares. You walk away. And you, you come out ahead. You move on. I clearly know a lot about stock. Yeah, uh, my financial all... my financial planner advised against getting stock in GameStop. So well, I asked. Yeah, we're not allowed to. We probably shouldn't go down that rabbit hole. No, we can... as much as I want to. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, we don't want to get anybody in trouble there. Uh, I thought we were gonna plug. Are we gonna plug? No, not now. No oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> conversation. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I don't want to deal with that one now. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'll get in trouble. So yeah, so we've riffed a ton. That's that's the end of it, man. We are a couple minutes over what I like to be at. Yeah, yeah. No, we. Uh, it's been productive conversation today. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys have learned something. Um, maybe i don't know <laughs> <laughs> or you just enjoy hanging out i usually listen to podcasts when i'm doing dishes or rotoscoping a video yeah man hey i get my best listening done while i'm rotoscoping it's just kind of something to <laughs> chill too while i'm working on nothing gets me working. in the mood than just a little rotoscoping man yeah. nothing better welcome to the triflix cast next episode part part two of this episode two no uh yeah, man, next time we'll talk about rotoscoping and how much sure. it's a waste of time. Let's, let's do it, man. And how robots are going to replace every rotoscoping job in the next 10 years. Yeah. So uh, I know last episode we said that we weren't exactly sure our frequency and when we were going to be releasing. And every two weeks. Every two weeks. It's decided. It's decided. We so. have way too much work. We're too. You guys are too good to us. You're yeah. helping us find too many clients. Thanks. Uh if you want, stop sending us clients if you want more episodes. <laughs> Whoa. Are we leaving that in? I think we're going to We're going to retract Roll that out statement. Roll out on that one. Do, do, yeah. do. <laughs> That's the outro. That's the bit. That's see, you, see you next one. See you next time. <laughs>